Hi, it's Claire here from Comeback Writer. Now, I'm a narcissistic abuse healing coach. So it's my mission in life to help you realize that it's possible to heal after narcissistic abuse. I've walked that pathway myself. I was 36 when I went no contact with both my parents. And it's been a, quite a long journey. Um, and I want to teach you the, the trips, the trips, the tips and tricks that I've learned along the way that have really helped me. OK, now my video today, I'm going to be talking about COVID. Now, I'm not talking about it generally. I'm going to be talking about it, what it's meant for me in terms of my how I feel about my family and how I feel about my life in general. OK, now, the first thing that I want to say with 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 this whole situation is it's made me realize one thing, because because for the whole entirety of this pandemic, not a single member of my family has reached out to me to see how I am. Not a single member of my family. And it's me, my husband and my son. OK, so it's not just me. It's my my immediate family. OK, now <clears throat> there's a part of me that finds that quite sad. Um, but there's actually a bigger part of me that finds that really validating because if any of them actually genuinely gave a crap about me, they would be checking in with me to make sure that everything was OK with me, with my husband and my son. OK, but not a single. And I've got quite a big family. I've got siblings and half siblings and <coughs> aunts and uncles and cousins and all the rest of it. So I've got quite a big family, but not a single one of them has actually reached out in any way. Now, my father has continued to send me in the only way that he can now, because he's blocked in every other way, messages on my birthday or my son's birthday. But in actual fact, the message on my son's birthday was a day late. So how can you really wish somebody happy birthday if you're wishing it the day, then the day, it the day afterwards? But that's all it says. It doesn't say, I hope you're well. It doesn't say, so it's not reaching out. It's just his way of letting me know that he still does not respect my desire for no contact. And that's after, on the 31st of August, uh, October, it will be six years that I will be no contact. So the other thing is, is if you are no contact, don't ever expect them to not to stop contacting you. OK, don't ever expect them to respect your desire for no contact and to be silent. OK, so he's only reached out in the usual way. It doesn't bother me now. It used to. It doesn't bother me at all now that he does that. I just see how petty he is. But it's very validating to see the truth in their actions, in their words. Not a single one of them has reached out to me to make sure that I'm OK. Now, you could say I've not reached out to them either, but then I'm no contact. And actually, what this is about for me is it was always me that did the caring. So it would usually be me, the one that reached out to them to make sure that they were OK. But it was it never, ever the other way around. So my parents would try to guilt me sometimes by you know, if I went if I went quiet for a little while, they could say things like, oh, something could have happened to us. Well, yeah, something could have happened to you, but also something could have happened to me because accidents or illnesses are not purely for my my parents, but they're also for me and my family, too. So it goes both ways. But I know 
that they would have expected me to reach out to them. And I haven't. And that's deliberate. Whatever's going, I'm no contact. That means I'm no contact. And that means I'm no contact with all of them. Okay. Now, the other thing it's helped me realize is right at the beginning, I was afraid because I thought, what happens if I die? And, and I suppose that got me thinking just about my life in general. And I thought one of the biggest things I thought was, if I died now, would I die with any regrets? And the biggest thing that I came out with is that I would regret that I hadn't done the maximum with my business that I could have done. I've allowed a lot of fear to get in the way. So COVID, the, the whole crisis, the whole pandemic for me has actually been quite a good thing because I've pushed past a lot of my own personal fears and doubts in order to get myself out there more. And that's why I'm doing these videos and everything still. I'm still putting myself out there because, you know, I could let fear get in the way, but I don't want to regret that I've not done what I could have done. So it's really given me the opportunity to assess where I am in my life. It's also made me think about my priorities, okay? Because the other thing is, not only has this been reflective and validating of how my parents and my family don't care about me at all and never have, it's also been the chance for me to see some friendships in their true terms. And actually what has happened is I've lost some friends through the process of this pandemic because um, I reached out to one friend and I said that I was struggling and I heard nothing back. And then she spoke to another friend who contacted me and said, why wasn't I speaking to her? So it's, able, it's enabled me to see where people are, are again, are not reaching out to me even if I reach out to them with any care or concern. But then they're making it into drama. And so it's I've put some uh, negative or stroke toxic friendships. I've ended them. I finished them because it's also given me the opportunity to think about where I invest my energy and whether or not that investment is worth it, whether or not I'm actually getting anything back. OK, and that's really made me think about my my husband and my son and the, and the good friends that I have got investing more of my time and energy in them than in people that I'm not sure about or the people that have really shown me by their words and actions that they don't care. So it's really been an opportunity for me to have a kind of a bit of a life laundry and a reassessment about where I am in my life. Um, and, and what I want from my life. And I think the biggest conclusion that I've come from, from in all of this is I just don't have time for people's crap. I have no tolerance for it. I have no energy for it. I have no inclination for it. I can't be bothered to put up with people's crap anymore. Now, and I'm not talking about friends coming to me with problems, okay? And I mean friends, who also helped me with my problems, okay? I don't mean that. What I mean is people putting their toxic shit on me. That's what I've had enough of. I cannot be bothered with the games. 
right? We've been through this problem now for, I don't know, since March last year. It's a global issue, okay? It's been massive for people. People have lost loved ones. It's having a detrimental effect on everybody in different aspects in their life. Everybody's been touched by this. And quite frankly, if you've still got the time and the energy and the inclination to pay, play passive aggressive bullshitty games, then what the hell are you doing? What the hell are you doing? And this has happened in, in, in two ways since the, the pandemic for me and my immediate family. There have been two people that have just shown nothing but how toxic they are in the games that they've played. There's been no care. All there's been is they continued with their shitty games. So whilst I'm having the life laundry and I'm thinking about where I want to be in my life in terms of my business and where I want to be in terms of my personal life and the friends that I've got, my family, they have not had the same thoughts. They have gone through this entire time and their priority is still to be toxic and playing shitty games. And I've had this conversation with my husband where I said, I've got to the stage where I truly think either you give a crap or you don't. And if you don't give a crap, get lost. I can't be bothered with the games. I cannot be bothered with the games. And quite frankly, I ask myself also of these people, how have you still got the energy and the time for these crappy games? So if this is something that you're dealing with at the moment, I want you to really think about it, right? We're all going through this. We've all been touched by this in multiple ways. We've all been affected by this. And if people are still paying the shitty games with you, if they're still uh, causing drama over nothing or, or causing a fight over nothing or demanding attention, then are they really worth to be in your life? Because I tell you what, these people are a drain. Right. We've got this this global situation going on. We've got to we've got to really concentrate now on making sure that everybody's well, everybody's safe. OK, really, that's where my energy is being invested. I don't have time for the rest of it. So maybe this is an opportunity for you also to have the, the chance to have a look at your life and to think about the ways in which you'd like to change it. It, it really has it really has focused me on on where I want to invest my energy. And that, that really is what it comes down to for me. Okay. Now, if this is race some stuff for you, if, if you're going through some family crises, there's some drama going on in your family and you don't know what it's all about and you really want to get some clarity about it. Because that's the thing is you get drawn into it and you don't know that you're, you are drawn into it. You think that there's going to be some sort of resolution at the end of it. If you need some help with that, then book one of my Power Hour sessions and we'll work through it together. OK, you'll find all the details below. OK, and now I'm going over to Patreon and I'm going to give you some special tips to help you deal with this. OK, because this is this is a really big thing to have to have to deal with. OK, bye.